your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. tonight how many times have we done web comics on this show mike uh i believe we did it twice we've done the sabrina online radio play and we've done the control alt delete web series and i suppose uh it wasn't it was never adapted but i guess sinfest counts too huh oh that's true that's true wow they never never even became a webtoon that's pathetic pathetic yeah Tetsuya Ishida, 20 fucking years, and you didn't even make a podcast. God, no wonder he, I mean, like, you know. You, you, would have to, you would have to form an Avengers of Turfs to, uh, to work on this. You know, everyone who worked on the thing that we looked at today is pretty damn good. But, no, you would need, you know, the, you know, the scum of the universe to work on a Sinfest show. Like a Sinfest show, you know, I remember a few years ago and things may have changed because we live in hell world, but a few years ago, one of the interesting things was like webs, like hate websites, like, you know, the clan and Aryan brotherhood and all that shit. Like Uh they were so toxic that no web designers would work with them. So if you ever went to their websites, they all looked like, (laughs) you know, GeoCities pages from the 90s which was kind of hilarious. And I feel like that's basically what like uh, a, a Sinfest podcast or, uh, or, or cartoon would end up looking like just an incredibly <laughs> janky nineties um, newsgrounds uh, video, because you would be forced to work exclusively with turf animators, which means uh, I think that's zero. I mean, I don't know any animators who are turfs because turf animators, my God. Yeah. Because I feel like it's like I'm sorry. It's like have you ever met animators? They're all blue-haired millennials. Don't think there's yep. a lot of turfs there. You know. That's yeah. That's you know, what jobs do turfs get? Um, let's see. I turfs. Uh, their main job is. Um, let's see. Oh, making um, Dilbert. Yeah. Oh shit! You're right, Dilbert. They they're make they're they're making Dilbert. And uh, the other turf jobs are, well, let's see. I know the jobs that turfs have before they become turfs and then they lose those jobs because like some of them were like uh, BBC sitcom writers. One was. You're right. You can't get any uh, any turf animators because the main job you have to have that leads you to becoming a turf is sitting on your own laurels. And that yes. is something animators can never afford to do. That's true. Um, like, I actually, I like, think uh, also like d- Victoria d- Jackson, d- like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Victoria Jackson. I, well, I mean, she's a crazy right winger in every, every. Capacity, oh yeah. But... I was going to say, is she a turf too? Not surprising, but, <laughs> nah. um, well, I can see why it didn't work out with weird Al. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
you know, Weird out. I mean, the, the connection between them seems to have been just, you know, looking for someone else who was a Christian. And well, and in I Hollywood, think Weird yeah, actual I think Weird Al's actual wife is not a Christian now. I think he goes to church on his own. <laughs> so, Well, that's interesting. Um, Weird Al is such a fascinating guy in so many ways, you know. Everyone who meets him says, you should call him Normal Al. And he's like, huh, yeah, yeah, kind of like the Eat It guy. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, he's like Tad Strange in uh, Gravity Falls. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he seems like, I don't know, everything about Weird Al is, uh, whenever you hear about him, it's like, yeah, he doesn't, doesn't strike, that is not what I would have expected. Um, first of all, just that he's Christian, because it's like, Weird Al Yankovic? Yeah, okay. He's Serbian. Serbian? Oh, I don't even know what you're getting there. <laughs> Or, well, you or, know, I'm sorry. Sl- no, wait, no, not Serbian. Uh, or is it Serbia? The, the country formerly known as Yugoslavia. That was part of Serbia. Serbia was part was of that. that. Okay. Okay. He, yeah. Um, I, I forget. Is he, if he's Serbian, they're the, they were the bad guys. Maybe in, in the war. The good guys. I don't even um, know about this war. That was I mean, from before uh, news was piped into our heads 24 seven. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was bad all around, but I just remember, you know, consuming it as a child back in the 90s. They were the news in America was just like the Serbians are the bad guys. It's like they're doing the ethnic cleansing. It's like probably. I mean, but I don't know that like I don't know that anyone else wasn't. I mean, I got the impression it was pretty bad over there. Um I like it's like I was, this movie was just here like, yeah, geopolitics. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Here's my opinion. <laughs> I'm an American. Anyway, so, comics. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but like, uh, so yeah, uh, but we were speaking not of Weird Al. We were speak. What were we speaking of? This is a long introduction to what we're talking about this week. Yeah. Well, the fact is, you know, the world situation is in crisis, and that is the kind of thing that we were looking at today too, with Lackadaisy. Lackadaisy cats, you mean? Ah uh, yes, that's the that's the name of the website. Kind of like how everyone's favorite comic strip is Quants, but it's actually Dinosaur Comics. Oh yes. Oh, so so the co- the cartoon, the adaptation is just called Lackadaisy. Yes. Gotcha. You know, to to send, signify that there are no cats in it. I'm oh kidding. there's yeah. lots of cats. <laughs> I was wondering about that. I was like, I was I was led to believe there'd be some cats in this. <laughs> um, I didn't know anything about Lackadaisy before I started this, but uh, this is now this is an interesting uh, contrast to what we were looking at last time uh, w- with Ryan because that was an incredibly compromised version of Popeye, and I can't tell you if anything was compromised about the creator's vision of Lackadaisy. Um, yeah, I will also say I have also I know. Also, nothing about Lackadaisy. Um, well, that's not entirely. I am aware of Lackadaisy because I am a furry. And um, if if you're a furry, the important thing about Lackadaisy is that for the last 20 years, any time uh, you get in one of those arguments where people are like, oh, furry is bad. Uh, Lackadaisy is the thing you point to to say, no, actually, it's good. It's art, you know. Please ignore all these shitty dick, dick, dick nipple pictures. Look at Lackadaisy. It's furry. And um, I don't actually know if it is. Uh, well, you know, that that would get into that whole uh, weird um, 
you know, uh, sheepothesis arguments about what actually is furry. Is it something yes. that is made by a furry? Is it something made for a specifically furry fandom audience? Or is it anything that involves furry characters? I don't know. The point is, furries go fucking gaga for lackadaisy. Um, yeah. As well they should. It's got very beautiful art, which has furry characters in it. They're cats. Uh-huh. Creator um, Tracy Butler does not call herself a furry. But oh. she has been she has been the guest of honor at furry conventions. Which okay. is, you know... Well, you know who else has been a guest of honor at furry conventions? Uh, Mary Jo Peel from Mystery Science Theater. Oh, so, but but she is a furry. Well, I mean, she ostensibly married Bobo, so... Yeah, that's a big yes. Um, <laughs> well, hopefully, um, Lackadate Tracy Butler, even though she's <clears throat> not a furry, uh, was not so blindsided when she went into this convention that yeah. um, she pulled... Um, What's his fuck? Um, uh, uh, the the sleep architect of sleep guy. Architect of sleep? Oh, I'm um, okay, yeah. Uh, Stephen Boyette, sorry. Um, he Stephen Boyette, he was a guy, sci-fi writer. He wrote a book called The Architect of Sleep about a future mm-hmm. where populated by anthropomorphic raccoons. And he was guest of honor at a furry con, but apparently did not know what furries were when he showed up and was so outraged furries that he has spent the rest of his career just like basically doing like uh like circa 2003 something awful style fur bashing while also refusing to ever write the promised sequel to the architects of sleep simply to spite furries wow yeah so anyway tracy butler Tracy Butler apparent, uh, hopefully is not having that reaction. She's still drawing lackadaisy cats, as far as I know. So, you yes, know. very slowly because she'd been working on this comic, this cartoon for about f- what five years. I don't well, even know. I'm also not surprised because that is also the thing about lackadaisy cats is it is notoriously slow to update. And we've yeah. been talking about this since 2006. Um, cause I know oh, no, furries only... are always like, Oh, there's a new lackadaisy. It's, it's like, is it only four months? It's only been four months. So we got a new lackadaisy. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I, I mean, the, she's better the, than Homestar runner. Yeah. I mean, the art is very nice. It's very good art. So I can see why it takes a long time to draw. Um, the only thing I know about the comic itself is that it is about cats. It's 1920s. It's prohibition bootlegging gangster shit. And, um, uh, and every time anyone does anything in furry fandom where they manage to get Tracy Butler to do any sort of illustration for it, they will never fucking shut up about it. So did you know I got the lackadaisy girl to do a thing? Oh, good for you. <laughs> That's fine. That's nice. I mean, it is nice. It's good art. So, yeah. um, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I feel like I'm being very like churlish to Tracy Butler when I, I do not have a beef with her at all. She's, I would hope she, not. She's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I I think she's, I think she is aces in my book. Yeah. Um, I will say I think it is in some way hilarious that Iron Circus Comics of all people have adapted this ostensibly not furry comic to be a cartoon. But I'm not coming on this podcast to make enemies, so I'm not <laughs> going to say any more about that. Not burning any bridges. I have bridges. no idea what you're talking about. So well, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll tell you more when we're off air. Okay. But anyone who knows <laughs> knows. Anyway, 
um, lackadaisy. So, um, I guess we can't really compare it to the comic because we haven't done any background research on that. No. Okay. Well, let's do what we always do and read the wiki out loud. All right. Yes. The protagonists are Rocky Rickaby, a sporadic and cunning violinist who works for Lackadaisy as a bootlegger. Sporadic and cunning are not the phrases I would use after seeing this guy in action in the cartoon. I'd say more like a a dangerous nihilist. But I, yeah, I um, I watching this, I was just like, oh, he's he's a Tumblr sexy man precisely yeah he's he's the he's the fucking onceler yeah uh, and freckle mcmurray a nervous and awkward yet secretly violent young man and rocky's cousin secretly violent is an interesting way of putting it he's got a so he's he has a sort of multiple personality thing going on where he kind of hulks out and becomes a monster okay he's he got that berserker rage thing all right yeah yeah they hinted Uh, that in the in this pilot we just watched Yes. Ivy Pepper, an energetic, cheerful worker at the Little Daisy Cafe. Now, that's that seems about right. She's a she's a Genki girl. She's like, yay, ha, fun. Wee. Yeah, she's she's girl, you know, girl. Yeah. But then there is Mitzi May, who is a widow in charge of a speakeasy, who I don't know about you, but I kind of got the feeling that she was specifically Tracy Butler's self-insert. Yeah, she's got that. She's got that vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. And the antagonists consist of Mordecai Heller, a cold and curt trigger man, as well as Seraphine Savoy and Nicodem Nico Savoy, two siblings from New Orleans who work with Mordecai and speak in a mix of Cajun, Creole, and French. Mm, yeah, we got them in this. Um, so uh, all, all our all our main characters from the comic did appear in this pilot. Yes. Let's see. The setting, it says, When Prohibition grips the United States in 1920, Atlas May sets his eatery, the Little Daisy Cafe, as the front for a successful speakeasy called the Lackadaisy. Situated at the mouth of a network of limestone caves, the speakeasy can only be accessed from the cafe by those showing a pin in the shape of a club card suit. With easy access to illegal alcohol and a steady clientele, business burgeons, and the Lackadaisy becomes a premier establishment. In 1926, however, Atlas is mysteriously killed, and management of the Little Daisy and the Lackadaisy falls to his widow, Mitzi. Patronage of the Lackadaisy gradually falls off, bringing it to the brink of collapse, with only a handful of its original crew remaining and doing their best to keep the business alive. There's a band that plays the, at the club, and one of the members is a rum runner, which brings the characters into conflict with others who distill their own whiskey and moonshine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, that's pretty much what I got from from this uh, this pilot. Um, that that was all. All that information was communicated effectively to me. Yes. So I I yeah, can. That's a th- I guess that's a good thing about the pilot is that it made me think like, oh, so what's what else is going on? What's the greater world here? But, oh, I guess we got got to see most of it there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, so it is it's prohibition. Is it bad that when you have something like this, I'm always like, OK, when are they going to reveal the reason that everyone's a cat? Well, Ethan, that's because you're just not a furry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are. I got to say, Ethan, you are probably one of the least furry people that i know which is uh, well i mean that's because most of the people you know are furries well 
fair, fair. But I've I've come I've come to the conclusion uh, after many years of study that you know it's like furry is like a spectrum. It's like it's like you know it's like uh, when those things people are like, well, everyone's you know, a little bit queer. The furry is kind of the same way, where it's like okay, they're different levels, and there's some people who are like furry, and then but there are other people who are just like. You know, they're not furry, but they jerk off to Lola Bunny or something. You know, like, it's all, you know, things like that. And I feel like there's certain people that I know that are just like, they just look at furry stuff. And they're just like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel it, like it doesn't bother me, obviously, but you right. know, I always feel like if it's not a part of the story, then why? Well, I mean, I think that is exactly that is the that is the defining feature of someone who is just, you know, not furry. Is it just that they look at that and they're like, what? well, is there, you know, is there a reason? What is what is the point of this? You know, or it's just it, it's a, where you look at it as extra window dressing that confuses the concept, you know? Yeah. Whereas like, you know, I look at this and I'm like, OK, they're cats. I get it. Cat world. Fine. You know, I'm rolling with that. Um, but I was going to say, like, because Ethan, I feel like of all the people I know, it's like like most people I know are like squarely in furry in fact half the people i know can't watch things that are not anthropomorphic animals you know really? yeah like i literally know people who are just like why are there people in this i don't want to see no humans uh i can't so, jerk so off you to have this people who can only listen to frazier and imagine that he's an anteater or something yes wow. see and also Again, and also this is, this is the moment when this is the moment when you're investigating the vampire's house and you find a lit cigarette in the ashtray and you realize the vampire is still home. <laughs> well, Ethan, also, I feel the fact that of, of if, if, if when you were making that hypothetical and you could pick any animal in existence to, to plug in there, the fact that you picked Anteater again, points to how incredibly not furry you are. And I'm not throwing shade, right? Not throwing shade. But what I'm saying is a normal person would look up the entire spectrum of animals and be like, I'm going to pick a weird one because it's fun. Whereas a furry would be like, I'm going to pick one of three animals that I can jerk off to, you know? (laughs) So jerk off to anteaters. Well, you, you, in theory, you could. I know a... I, in fact, I know a guy who who only jerk offs to anteaters and constantly every time I post anything online, he's like, well, what about anteaters? And it's like, Ugh. but but the, the standard furry is basically like, OK, cat, uh, cat, dog, fox. fox. That's it. You know, I guess a fox is a kind of dog. But, you know, in furry, yeah. it's different, you know, just like how in furry. Or dragon. Or dragon. Dragon, there's two. Now, also in furry, because fox and vixen are, like, different species, basically. You know? <laughs> um, if someone is, is online as saying that their fursona is a fox, very, uh, like, or even a lady fox, very different from someone who says their fursona is a vixen. You know? Very different. I mean, I I named Anteater because I was thinking of one of my favorite Animal Crossing characters. Oh. Shout out to Pango fans. Well, you know, I'm again. I'm not. I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying, that, like, see, that's the the furry mind works different than the, than the non furry mind, or I guess you know the the mundane mind, as we would say. You know, I guess this means that furry is not a media-driven thing because, you know, think of th- things that are universally regarded as furry touchstones and 
remarkably few of them are about foxes or, or cats or dogs. The Lion yep. King? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a fox in Sonic the Hedgehog, but he's just one of one of many characters. Yeah. Um, as far as fox media goes, it's like pretty much what Robin Hood. And... Robin Hood, and I, I guess Zootopia, but furry was a thing before there was Zootopia. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, you know, it also reminds me because, like, uh, speaking of, so I used to do a, um, I used to play a furry role playing game, Iron Claw. Mm-hmm. Shout out to friend of the podcast, uh, Zin Jing Meng. Uh, Hi, Zin. So Iron Claw is, it's a, it's basically like, do, do you want to play D&D? But instead of being a tiefling, you get to be a sexy fox. There you go. Right. That's, that's um, Iron Claw, basically. And, you know, and like, there's a list of different animals you can be in Iron Claw. And they, they get kind of, they get a little exotic by furry standards. By meaning you can be like a fucking armadillo or something. Okay. But, you know. All right. 90, 90% armadillo. Of, now I'm for, interested. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. You know, so there are a few ones. But like 90% of people playing, of course, are just going to be foxes. But th- there's a little bit of variety for the, for the people who want to be a little, um, you know, uh, go against the grain. But anyway, but they're all mammals. Or not all mammals. There are a couple reptiles, a couple birds, but generally they're they're pretty. The the weirdest they get is something like an armadillo. Um, I was talking to a friend of the pod, Steph Cherrywell. Shout out to Steph. Um, Steph. This this was uh, when went back when I was playing this, and I was talking to Steph and. Uh, they were interested in this and they were like, can I play as an octopus? And, and I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean an octopus? How would we be an octopus? Doesn't make any fucking sense. You just can't be a fucking octopus. Because, Why wouldn't you? What? Why wouldn't you? What's exactly? What, what That's about what I'm the saying? rules? <laughs> That's against the rules. You just, it's like, I'm looking, I'm like Airbud consulting the book. Well, it doesn't say you can't be an octopus. It's like, yeah, it doesn't say you can't be an octopus. But, but come on, you can't just be an octopus. An octopus is not a furry animal. It is not in the furry charter. It is, it is in the outer wastes. It's like, it's got... It's, do, 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 Would do, you say that that it. classifies, an octopus classifies you as a monster fucker rather than a furry? I think it would. I mean, I think the different, mm. the, I think the thing is, look, furry, the whole point of furry is we got these, these animal people. They live in a world that's basically like ours. And they're just going to do shit like we do. You know, the the fact that they're animals will never come into play. Right. Um, and that's fine if you've got a thing like a fox that, and you anthropomorphize it. So the point is basically human with a with a weird face. Right. Yeah. But then you bring an octopus in and it's like, OK, we can't. How do we ignore the fact that this octopus has eight arms and could do things eight times as fast, you know, in this furry world? Now, suddenly we got to acknowledge the fact that there's like actual these animal characteristics have an impact and now it's not fur anymore because now there's a reason for these things you know it's as long as it's just like weird window dressing it's it's furry we just pretend it doesn't exist because it's just an extra thing for us to jerk off to but now well the question is would the octopus be able to do things eight times as fast or would having all those arms be confusing would it be would it actually be a handicap would being an octopus sort of be like, say, being ADHD and having all of your parts doing something different at once and none of them doing it well? Well, actually, that's a good point. I could also say, like, this octopus is immediately going to die because this adventure takes on place on land and book gills aren't going to help here or whatever an octopus has. I don't know how they breathe. A siphon? Well, 
How does how does somebody with asthma breathe? You take a uh, you take a huff of something. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair. Okay. Well, I guess I I guess I owe an apology to friend of the pod, Steph, about this whole octopus incident. Assuming they they remember this from like a ten years ago. <laughs> anyway, lackadaisy cats. Lackadaisy cats. Yeah, that was a. You know, that was an interesting dive into what makes something furry. So you think this you think this counts as a furry thing, even though she doesn't consider it to be one. I would because say it so. Has, because it has cats that the but the fact that their cats never comes up. And, you know, I guess I didn't see anyone get clawed. Nobody climbed a wall or anything. I didn't see them. And they don't bathe like cats either. I, I looked for a cartoon at, online and I found one showing them taking showers. Oh, Oh, the one cat thing is that they hate getting wet. Yeah, but people are also like that, you know. Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, it's sort of I like mean, how you know the one thing about Mickey Mouse is that he likes cheese. That's the one thing mouse-like trait about him. But yeah, I mean, I like cheese. I'm not a mouse. Yeah, I mean, I? I think it's. I think it's. <laughs> Am I a mouse? Am I like that uh, Resident Evil character? I'm just a mouse now. <laughs> so are you mouse now? Um, you know, um, I mean, I think it's fair to be like in, in furry, you can have like a couple like little nods, incidental animal stuff, you know, um, yeah. like in Zootopia when they're like, oh, rabbits are like multiplying. OK, you can get away with that. And it's still furry. I think the important thing is even if you acknowledge these things, the, the, the central conceit of them being animal people, one uh, uh, is it's window dressing. It should not, there should not be a reason for it. And two, it really helps if the world building makes absolutely no sense. Like if you spend time trying to think about how would a world, what, what kind of world would produce these things and how would they actually live? You're, you're, you're already outside of furry then because mm -hmm. no, it should just basically be Richard Scary's busy town. It's just <laughs> us, but as animals, that's what furry is. Okay. Um, Richard Scary's Busy Town. Now I understand. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See now, now we're all now we're on the same page. Anyway, Lacky yeah. Daisy. Cats. But we don't have enough people driving apples in general furry. Damn it. No, we don't. Uh, I want to get a drive around. Got to drive around a pickle. Yeah, and you know, and if I want, so if I wanted to be a worm, you know, that would be furry, right? That would be it. It would it would be in a Richard Scary. You know what? Yes, that would count in a Richard Scary type context. Um, yes, I I think um, one of the most fascinating furry worlds uh, things I think is where they do the thing where everyone is basically like one or two different kinds of animals, but then certain like important characters are like something else. Hmm. Like how yeah. You know, I'm saying Disney, they're all dogs or ducks, but then occasionally you get a guy who's a walrus. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking of, uh, you know, when we watched, you know, when we about a year ago, we looked at uh, There She Is, which was all cats and rabbits, just like in Furrydom. But there was a an important character that was debuted much later on, who was a lion. And every, all the other, there were a lot of other animals, but they were just animals. This lion was sapient. Yeah, there you go. That still counts. Yeah, it's still kind of cat. 
it's a, it's a, it is uh you know, it is fascinating and we could probably, honestly, we could probably spin off a whole other podcast just dissecting furry and figure out what is and isn't. But yeah. anyway, yeah, we're doing, I think we're doing lackadaisy a disservice by continually getting distracted. All right. Well, let's talk about lackadaisy. Let's talk about these cats, which are not yes. very lackadaisy at all. They're actually quite focused and energetic. Yes. I can't identify and yeah yeah me neither um yeah well, honestly um i think uh so i guess i'll say this having never encountered lackadaisy cats before how do you how, how do you feel about this pilot would you watch a series um i think i would be more inclined to watch a series if it wasn't set in prohibition because that's kind of the least interesting part to me i like the characters but mm -hmm. i have a weird kind of I don't know, just a dis disinclination toward historical fiction. Interesting. Yeah, it's, this is something I noticed early on as a child reading, you know, the books that we had in the uh, school library. And I, I never wanted to read the ones that were like, you know, well, a, a girl strikes a, you know, a rich girl strikes up a friendship with her father's slave or something like that. Is, you know, maybe maybe it's white guilt. Maybe it's recognizing that uh, this is a this is a world where, you know, not only would a whole lot of people that I know be in a much worse situation, but knowing now what I know about myself, I would probably be in a much worse situation. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh my God, it's kind of like how my mom never wants my mom <laughs> never wants to watch anything in the Middle Ages because everyone would smell like shit. That's that's fair. I mean, that's a fair thing. Um I, um, you know, um, that's interesting because I actually really like the prohibition angle. Um, yeah, but, well, yeah, you did a whole comic that was set there. Yes. I mean, I, uh, but this is me. I, I'm not a huge fan of historical fiction. I can take it or leave it, but I am goofy for, for the 1920s. I love mm. this era. I think it's just such a fascinating, uh, time and place. It's kind of this, um, it's very it's almost like a liminal state because it's right before it's, 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 it's right after like what we understand is olden times, but it's yeah. right before what we understand is modern times. You know, it, the mass media hasn't quite happened yet. You know, we have radio, but you know, you're still kind of living in this world that is very much like off the grid. Um, so I find it's that the, very The lull between world wars one and two. Yes. And, um, and now personally, um, I prefer a much, uh, dirtier, grittier take on this era. Um, this was pretty know, dirty and gritty. It's kind of gritty. I mean, I was like looking at it and I was like, uh, I want this to be sepia toned. I want like, but, <laughs> but you know, my take on the 1920s is like, you know, like gangsters and, and prohibition. That's all well and good, but I'm like. Why are I want some like hobos and dust bowl shit? I mean, that's my thing. So it's not really oh. focusing on the parts of the era that I'm most interested in. But, you know, that's my problem. OK, you're right then, because, yeah, this was the the setting here wasn't necessarily my cup of tea, but I fucking love. Oh, brother, where art thou? So, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the best. Um, so, you know, like that, that's that's a little more in my wheelhouse, but I'm not going to be all like I'm not going to be like Tracy Butler. I don't like your take on 1920s. Fuck you. Um, it's <laughs> it's a different story. 
Um, I'm, I still find the period interesting, so you know I'm so, I'm inclined to like it. Honestly, you know that's it's strange that I look at this and I'm like, uh, okay, great world. What other stories can you tell in it? Because that's the same reaction I had to Harry Potter. Because mm, mm. I was just like, I was like, okay, so these kids at school, great. What else you got? Oh, you're just gonna stick with the kids at school? Uh, aren't we gonna explore the rest of the Wizarding World? Really? Just you're just gonna put out a couple of textbooks and that's it? Really? Okay. I mean, in, in the end, it was probably a good thing because it turns out she didn't think it through very well. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh yeah, there's like eight other magic schools. Um, they're called. This one uh, is for North America. <laughs> so yeah, the North American school. What's it called? Um, uh, uh magical schoolless. I don't know. Um. <laughs> Or like it's well, what's the South American called? El Magico Schoolo. <laughs> yeah. What's, um, the, uh, what's the Chinese school called? School number eight. <laughs> I like that. It's like yeah, there's one school for all of Asia. All of Asia. Yeah, yeah, all of Asia. There are not that many people over there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, for for China and Japan and India and Pakistan. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's nothing that could go wrong with that, <laughs> having all those people in one school, because, you know, yeah, um, it is very funny when it started coming out that it was like J.K. Rowling is like, you literally did like no thinking about any of this, like even for like, you know, an old British person, this is like a, a really like noticeable lack of thought um, and they're not a people I, known for thinking. Well, you know, I think I understand the problem here because Harry Potter is such an enormous thing online. So much fan fiction, so much character insertion. It must be really difficult to do any research on magic in general, because what if she accidentally cribbed from someone else's Harry Potter fanfic? Well, I mean, she cribbed everything from someone, so. Yeah, true. So, yeah, I mean. No, but now, but now she might get caught. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, what's she gonna do? She's a bazillionaire. She'll just sue them. Yeah, and be like, actually, I thought for of it everyone first. else. <laughs> I mean, you know, fucking, that's what she likes to do. Um, anyway, uh, lack of daisy. Okay, so lack of daisy cats. Let's uh, let's look at the actual. Uh, let's look at the actual cartoon, which starts in a very. In a very beautiful way, with the uh, the logo of the Lackadaisy popping up, and then we cut to Rocky making, possibly making up a poem as he serenades himself on a bridge across the Mississippi River, and this kind of goes on. Yeah, I have to say, I absolutely hate this. I <laughs> I I was watching this, and I was just like, oh no, this this is this is terrible. Um, and I really got the feeling I, it, it gave me this feel very particular feeling because first of all, it was like this long thing where he's reciting a poem and playing violin and it's like, I get it. Okay. You're, this is fan service for people who are big fans of the comic and they really, really, really just want to see their, their, uh, their fave doing a thing. But this is like a terrible way to introduce the character because I'm just like, oh, good, an insufferable poem. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really match the personality that we see him uh, take on later. No. Also, they, they, oh my God, there's so many shinies in this sequence. 
Like, yeah, every... it is. There is light bloom everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything is like it's all orbs and rods and like everything is like shiny, shiny clock punk shit. And I'm just like, oh, my God. What am I watching? Hugo, get this off the screen. <laughs> oh, my God. It's very insufferable. Um, so I was ve- so from the beginning, this was not getting off on the right foot as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Um, I was I was not a fan going in. Um but, but it got better. It picked up a little. What the heck is yeah, that? Yeah, you know, thankfully the uh, our other two main characters, Freckle and Ivy, uh, are who are digging up a a, a grave under the <laughs> under the bridge. Tell them to shut the fuck up and come help them. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are both a little more likable, you know. Yes. Um, you know, Freckle is kind of a whiner, but he's also kind of trying to impress Ivy and. You know, Ivy, you know, girls in these things are always completely oblivious. The question is, you know, is this how we raise our girls to be like, don't pay any attention to a guy who's trying to impress you because it'll because it'll just end up bad. And it's probably good advice, honestly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, like, let me take it for me, ladies. Men are trash. Don't ever let don't ever let them know that you they've impressed you. What is this now? Yeah. What are you coming in to argue with me about whether men are trash? Oh, I just said, what, what's all shiny rods and spheres? Oh, uh, we're talking about <laughs> Lackadaisy Cats, the cartoon pilot. Oh. There are too many rods and spheres in it. Okay. It's my complaint. So, minor annoying news. About what? Apparently the general admission tickets for the Star Trek convention were already sold out. Oh, that sucks. So, I bought the copper copy. Oh, no! What does that mean? That means it was $90 more a ticket. No, well, that's tax deductible. And it is? No, but I'm going to claim it. Oh, we get to go to the Saturday Night Gala? Well, that was when Muslim had In costume? Probably, yeah. Why, did you want to do that again or you go to the gays in space thing? You get to go to gays in space, probably. They have that. Well, no, we didn't do that. We went to the um, the diversity. Yeah, we, I meant we didn't go to gays in space because of Brent Spiner's oh, thing. Oh, well, it depends on what the gala is because they haven't said what it's going to be yet. Well,. All right. But we get that included, and we All get right. marginally better seats. Yeah, sure. Well, what are you going to do? The other thing is, the hotel room wasn't... I could only get a hotel room for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. All right, so we'll just have... I'm going to ask um, Blue Zebra Hair. Yeah. I'm going to ask her if we could stay with her Thursday night. Okay. Because if we leave Friday, we're not going to get there till Friday night. And last year... Frank's had a photo op on Friday. Right. Although they moved it at the last minute. So I'm going to just ask them if we can stay with them one night. Okay. Otherwise, sure. we'll have to just get another hotel for, for Thursday night, which would be a pain in the ass. All right. Sure. Apparently, we waited a little too long. When is this happening? August. Okay. All right. Sounds. Okay. Well, anyway, it's all good. So I'm going to go ask them if, if they mind if we stay with them for a night. Okay. Anyway, I'll cut that on. What? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, anyway, I'll cut that on post. Maybe that was pretty long. Maybe we should. Yeah. Yeah, I probably. I was gonna say. Plus, considering that I just said like, yeah, I'm gonna cheat on taxes. I probably should cut that out just in case. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Let's do a second count in. One, two, three. Back from there. Back from our interruption. What we were talking about? 
Um, uh, uh, I think we we're talking about, uh, uh, oh, we we're talking about Pepper, Ivy Pepper. Pepper. Uh, yeah, Ivy Pepper, who, yeah, we were talking about whether, you know, what, how we, if this is how, you know, because I've never been certain if, you know, we uh, there's always this kind of stereotype of show off boys and girls being like, just ignore them. Is, is this what she's doing or is she actually uh, not noticing? I think she's not noticing because that's the, the, the character, the impression I get with this character is that she's kind of supposed to be kind of, um, uh, you know, like a little bit of, um, a little spacey, a little spacey, you know, kind of a little bit of a tomboy, naive girl next door yeah. type character. Yeah. Um, Cause she does fix the car and do the driving. Even yeah. She doesn't yeah. have a license to drive. Or I get lessons. the impression she's supposed to be all like, yeah, I like driving cars and doing boy stuff. And I don't like gross. I'm not interested in, in boys like yeah. girls. I'm or a whatever. girl, but don't underestimate me, you boys. Yeah, a lot of that. Um, I mean, again, it's girl. It's it's the girl character. You know, yep. I feel like, again, I'm being kind of churlish because she's she's. You know, she's kind of she's cute. She I do like her better than the others. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's a likable character. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with this character. Um, and, and yeah, Freckle is fine, too. I feel like Freckle is the sort of character that plays really well against a character that I don't want to say Rocky type char- character, but like, you know, like you need a care. You need a more forceful character for him to be a sidekick, too. You know, you know, I just realized that this, you know, if it weren't for the fact that they were all cats, if they had a cat, this would be the standard webcomic lineup. You have the chaotic one, the nerdy one, and the girl. That's true. And then you just need you need a, a, a pet that's uh, ador- that's uh, outwardly adorable, but secretly evil, and pro- probably yes. plotting world domination or something, you know? Yeah, so what they need is a small human with them that will eventually... <laughs> con- that will eventually take over the world and transform everyone into a human. And we won't remember that we were ever cats. <laughs> it's uh, there you go. It's going to be the Jack storyline. Um, <laughs> Is that what happens to Jack? Uh, I think so. I kind of stopped reading, but I think at one point they were like, yeah, it turns out they're all mutants or in the future or something. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean the real, you know, the main thing about this uh, this short that just kind of put me off, besides that very tedious opening, is just yeah. Rocky is so annoying. Yeah, he's not very likable. He is a weird combination of things because it's like I, I was getting the impression like, OK, uh, he's he's kind of he's the flamboyant kind of huckster character you know, the very yeah. self-assured one, but he's also like kind of, he's also the unhinged character. And it's like, there's a lot of stuff going on here, you know? And it, it honestly, kind of, he reminds me a bit of Rick Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like he gave this whole thing, a very has been hotel feel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he does strike me as a character that like, is like, you know, he's got the, as they say, the informed attribute that we're all supposed to like, think he's really cool but he's kind of just obnoxious and um yeah. you know and it's like okay um it's like the it's like oh i see the the bad poetry 
but also then you're gonna have him just be like kind of like cuckoo bananas it's like a lot of a lot of very annoying traits in one guy um yeah and they don't all mesh together i it's, it's hard for me to see the annoying poetry guy and you know the guy that he turns into at the end as the same person yeah i mean i think that's the thing is that it's like again it feels very very um it, it kind of makes us feel like this was made uh well has been hotel i'll say it feels very has been hotel you know which... i haven't seen has been hotel why how does that work so the best way to describe has been hotel is like okay what if you and all your friends each designed your own like deviant art oc you know and it's like and okay. and so it's like okay so i'm gonna do done do, and done right so you've, you've made your deviant art oc and it's like okay well obviously i'm gonna make him like really cool like he, my OC is going to have one angel wing, one devil wing. He's going to have an eye patch and he's going to carry a katana and he's going to have like, um, he's going to have Goku hair and he's going to, he's going to, you know, it's like an all, and you just keep piling all that stuff on. Right. Until it's about yeah. 8,000 different things. Okay. All right. Good. Now he is going to, he's going to have adventures with 12 other characters, each of which is also, uh, completely overburdened with all sorts of excess bullshit. <laughs> and and each of them wants to be the the lead character because each of us like our own OC the best. So we're going to cram together and they're all going to fight to be like the main character. Like that's basically has been hotel. And huh. uh, Rocky feels like one of those guys. Now, hmm. to uh, the credit of Lackadaisy Cats, the other characters seem like they're actually like exist to be in a world ensemble cast. It just feels like Rocky is like, I want Rocky feels like, no, 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 this is about me. And it's like, I get that that's kind of the character, but it feels like, oh God, maybe Rocky I'm being some make a wish kids. OC. Yeah. That's the thing is like, maybe I'm being unfair, but he really does feel like someone, some person, the creator liked this character way too much and thought we all would as well. You know, that that's, that's my take on Rocky. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, I, I don't think that Tracy Butler is, uh, I, I absolutely, I absolutely do not think that there's anything amateurish about her work, but I, I feel like this might be, since this comic has been going on for so long, I feel like this might be a compilation of some kind of greatest hits of things like like maybe this poem appeared in the comic before maybe the scene with the with the uh steam shovel happened before and they just kind of crammed them all in but he wasn't the same character he'd evolved in that time and that makes sense um and, and yeah pilots are always kind of wonky because you really have to do like all the you have to do so many introductions at once you know, yeah. you're basically like, here's every single character, also the world they live in and the premise of their 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 shenanigans. And it's all presented in 20 minutes. So a pilot is generally like not a good place to get a feel for anything. Um, That's true. So, so but you, you know, still have to hook people. So, yes. I mean, it's a yeah, it's such a balancing act. And I, so, yeah, you, you know, as much as we seem to be uh, slamming on Lackadaisy, you know, we are. We are enthusiastic for more. I I just don't know if this is this pilot has hooked me as much as, you know, as, as it could have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that like it's 
as a pilot, it's like, hey, there's a lot going on. There's definitely stuff in here that like seems like it would be fun, you know. Um, this is just, yeah. Again, it's like, okay, we there's there's uh, it, there they there's um, but yeah, it's mostly since it's mostly introductions, you don't really get a good feel. But you know yeah. what? Um, I'm sure they'll make more, and uh, it'll be fine. Um, yeah, it's um. Because we do have not only uh, the main characters, because the main characters were getting some liquor out of a, yeah. out of a, uh, which they were digging up out of a grave, which I actually really liked that. I thought that was a very cool yeah. 1920s thing to do. Um, I was kind of hoping, I mean, again, like I said, I like a darker, grittier take on the era. So I was really hoping we'd have some like bones show up, you know? Ah, yeah. But, well, you know. Did you, well, as they mentioned later on that their their provider is actually the funeral home, which means that sometimes the funeral home is burying liquor and give, putting fake obituaries to let them know where to find it. Yeah, um, I like that sort of thing because it's a it's um, I don't know how true to actual like life in prohibition times that is, but it's the sort of fun little um, chicken fat sort of thing to do where it's like it's it's. Yeah. It's it's believable enough that I'll buy it and wacky enough that it's fun and just kind yeah. of it's it's so so that bodes well for the series, the, the little things like that. Um, anyway, like you do the say, villain. if you think of the if you think of the perfect way to commit a murder, don't do it. Write a book about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, we do get the villains showing up, too, and yeah. um, they're fun. I like these guys. Yeah, I like them. We have a couple. Yeah, the the siblings are are there, Nico and Seraphine, and they're you know trigger happy and uh, driving their car like crazy, trying to uh, trying to shoot our main characters because they're com competing in the uh, in the bootlegging business. Yes, and sitting behind them in the back seat is Mordecai, who is I thought he was their boss, but they, he seems to just be uh, just be their backup in case they don't get the job done. And oh yeah yeah um mordecai is actually somebody i really like it's uh it's it's someone cho aka pro zd i've always been a fan of his oh okay i'm not familiar with them what what else has he done uh he's a yeah he's a uh you he's a youtuber and uh and does uh does uh game streams and uh he's also been in a bunch of recent his he has such a range of voices that he has become a well-known voice actor uh, in this time. But I think the the thing he's best known for is the thing where he sets up an, a harem anim anime featuring the furniture in his apartment. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> gotta say, though, uh, oh, lackadaisy hiring YouTubers to do voices does not like uh, does not dissuade me from my initial like has been hotel uh, comparisons. Yeah. So um, though not, the well, voices he is are a professional, fine. too. So um, the voices are fine. I don't think anyone was bad in it. Um, I don't know that anyone's voice like I don't know that any voice like stuck stuck out to me as like. Particularly like. Yeah. Great. But, but I mean, they're all good. They're all competent. I would say that my least favorite voice was Rocky's and not necessarily even because of the voice actor, but because I felt like there were some things that he could have gotten right, but it needed another take, mm, especially, mm. especially the poem. Cause the poem was boring, but it could have been better with a different read. I think. And mm. I don't feel like they gave, he had enough tries for the read. There was, 
you know, there was there was a line in the in the in the uh, poem about uh, how the Mississippi was filled with bugs, and he kind of mutters it, and it should have been a little clearer, that kind of thing. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I did like. Um, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think they're all good. Um, I think Mordecai's voice was uh, pretty right for the character. Because, you know, yeah, it's kind of that very uh, ominous. Yeah, right. Right. So that was really good. Um, I do think the uh, what do you call them? The um, the uh, Savoy siblings, they were the yeah. ones who kind of won me over. But I mean, that's probably not the voice acting so much as just the fact that, like, these are kind of the, these are these are stock care. These are kind of stock characters that I really like, you know, when it's like, yeah. oh, so, like kind of uh, psychotic crime siblings. Yeah, I like this. That's cool. That, that's definitely something I can see appearing in your work. Yes. I mean, it's very much the sort of thing that I'm like, I like these. These are the sort of like scene stealing kind of like secondary characters that make a, 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 pro, a project like this kind of come to life. So they're they're a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, they, they, they have like French Creole accents, which is kind of fun as well. Um um, I do like that sort of thing in 1920s stuff where you still get a lot of regional accents, you know, yeah. um, it's before we've all just kind of melged into like one national voice. Um, so, yeah. so Absolutely. that's, that's a fun thing. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah. So they, they try to, they try to kill the good guys, but the good guys get a steam shovel and Rocky like he kind of goes crazy, I guess. Yeah. He, yeah. So they've, they've gotten run off the road after, Oh, freckle gets a machine gun and goes absolutely nuts. It's kind of a, a wonder that none of the bad guys were injured in that. And so they have this, you know, on the road, uh, exchange of gunfire and, uh, the good guys end up getting like smashed into a, into a quarry like, or like, I don't, I don't know. What is this? construction site that they're on i think they do it oh. does say quarry yeah yeah so it's a so it's like a mining quarry and uh the and the uh, bad guys follow them follow them in after repairing their blown tire but and so ivy is trying to fix the car and uh and freckle is trying to lead them away from her and meanwhile uh rocky has discovered a shed full of dynamite and and the uh, steam shovel. And so when, when the good, the bad guys have the good guys cornered, he suddenly appears riding his steam shovel and hurling dynamite uh, until he accidentally ricochets one back into the big dynamite pile and has to dive for cover. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. It's and he blows also... up a water tower that, which is where we get the idea of, Oh, Oh, there, there are cats. They hate water. See? Yeah. There you go. Um, I just that this whole thing is kind of weird because it's like, oh, I see. So so we've got two characters who kind of have unhinged personalities because both both, um, uh, you know, Rocky and Freckle seem to have this thing going on, which is like, I feel like maybe only one of them should be doing a thing, but yeah, I, I would. And also the the siblings both have that kind of un, unhingedness to it. So so it's not just that everyone's cats. It's just everyone seems to be holding back a wild side. And that was what made me think maybe they weren't always cats. Oh. 
Yeah, possibly. I have a feeling that I mean, we're probably never going to get Obviously, that. that's not the case, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, that was what led me, you know, the it was the environmental storytelling there that led me, led me to think, maybe there's more to this than they're letting on. But, you know, on the other hand, it might just be that everyone's a little crazy because it's the 1920s and we're all poor. Yeah, that was the case, you know. We're all, you know, we're all, we're all biting like a cornered rat. Yep. Um, well, we also get some other characters, though, in this. Yeah, after, after we, the good guys finally chase off the bad guys, we finally see the actual speakeasy, where we have the owner, Mitzi, and she's talking to the portrait of her deceased husband. And... Talk and she gives a little bit of uh, backstory about how big the how how big it used to be and now how it's you know they barely get any customers and it's so hard to get alcohol anymore and you know I I don't know I've never quite known who my sympathies are with during in these kind of stories because obviously people get people got hurt and fucked up trying to get alcohol in this time but you know the cops weren't any better so yeah. Well, you know, I would say no good guy. Well, I think that, well, I think that, um, get, uh, giving people liquor is the most noble of all liquor giving pursuits. Hmm. Uh, But it's always about, you know, getting rich off the liquor, as you can see from Mitzi here. It's like, oh yeah, she's almost like a war profiteer. (laughs) Yeah. But at least, you know, at least, at, at least, um, Shut up. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, I mean, it's like, yeah, but, you know, when you're in a you can you can at least root for them because, like, they're breaking the law and that makes them cool. Yeah. Yeah. The cops are always bad, but. Um, but we got some like there's Mitzi and then a bunch of other characters appear who. Yeah, we have like a like a, a, a drunk band leader who just uh, slopped over on the on the bar. And then we have the bartender who is scary instead of being somebody with a sort of bedside manner. You can tell your problems to. I think he had a Russian accent. Yeah, I think so. And there's also another guy who is just there. Um, He's I guess Uh, he says he's some like pillar of the community type guy. But like, oh, you didn't figure out who he was? No, who was the owner of the. He's the owner of the quarry. So oh. that's why you had that that shot at the very end of him returning to the quarry and looking absolutely aghast. Oh, I missed that. OK, I didn't get that. He was the quarry guy. All right. Um, I feel like, you know, again, I, this is this is the problem with pilots where you're like, we need to introduce every character, every main character. And it's like, but this whole scene, it's like there's a bunch of characters here whose job is just to be there. And yeah. it, it really doesn't feel like they should be there at all. You know, they're yeah. not adding anything to what we're watching. They're just there because they need to be introduced. And again, that's giving it that's giving it that has been hotel feel, but it's also giving it pilot feel. So, you know, <laughs> well, I just clicked on the wiki article for uh, Michael Kovac, the voice of Rocky Rickaby, and it took me to has been hotel. So, oh, my God, you're you're joking. No, not even joking. Who does he play in Hasbin Hotel? Uh, hang on. Oh, uh, oh, um, 
I, I don't know. It doesn't list him there. What? Okay. Okay. A list of has been hotel and hell of a boss characters. Uh, hoist by, oh, angel dust. Oh, that, well, that, well, uh, I, uh, uh, I was led to believe that that character was kind of problematic. So mm-hmm. I was led uh, to believe that has been hotel itself was kind of problematic. So I, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would never watch has been hotel because it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm like, well, I hear it's very popular with people that seem kind of annoying. So therefore I don't like it. Um, <laughs> no, actually I have watched has been hotel and, um, it's well it, it's that thing that i mentioned earlier where it's like 12 ocs fighting for air airspace and um mm. it's incredibly frenetic and yeah. also just really annoying um and oh you know Do you think this the, show is less annoying than has been hotel it is it is less annoying it is less annoying okay. than has been hotel um, okay, and, you can put that uh, quote on the uh, on the DVD with us holding up holding up our thumbs. Less annoying I, than has been hotel. Ding! I mean, again, I'm being a little unfair. I'm sure that like once this hits its stride and it's an actual series, um, you know, the strengths that were evident in this pilot will probably come out more, and the ones that and a lot of the weaknesses I think are just part and parcel of being a pilot. Um, I mean, also maybe like being a webcomic. I don't know. That's just a thing. But like, um, oh my God, at least we didn't have any fucking radio demon shit in this, which just like annoyed what? me What? Is so that a thing much. in the comic? Or... So no, radio demon was like a thing in the Hasman Hotel where there was a character who showed up, another, someone else's fucking OC, who's like, oh, it's this <laughs> another, another Tumblr sexy man. Put him on the pile. We got like 12 of them so far. It was this Tumblr sexy man who shows up and he's like um, the radio demon. And he's named that because he was like, well, when he first came to hell, he like did this huge massacre. And like it was so terrible and he killed so many people and he broadcast it on the radio when he did it. And I'm like, wait, so the That's fact a terrible that he's... reason to be called the radio demon. Yeah, it's like it's like you are literally picking the least the least. um uh Im- impressive thing about this character c- to, to name him after um i feel like this is basically again someone's oc and was called the radio demon and they put him on the cartoon like well now we have to explain why he's the radio demon i uh, make this shit up about he broadcast something on the radio so i remember watching that because hotel. the real reason was like some reference to invader zim or something probably i mean they all look like invader zim characters you know yeah it was like zim is even uh one of the uh cast members for real? Yeah, Richard Horvitz. In uh, Hasman Hotel? Yeah. Or Lackadaisy. He's in Hasman Hotel. He's the voice of Moxie. Oh, I don't remember which character that is. I'm just bashing know. on Hasman Hotel at this point. It's like more <laughs> like, man, Hasman Hotel. More like has been hotel. Like a bunch well, of has beens. What, what does right? that actually mean? <laughs> I they aren't has beens. Oh, actually, maybe that that's probably what it means. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably what it's actually all about now that I think about it. I don't the hotel in the cartoon is not actually called Has Been Hotel. It's called like Happiness Hotel or something. <laughs> Jim Henson, get your lawyers ready from the grave. <laughs> I was gonna say like they were like and now that's a good song though. 
Yeah, it is a good song. That's a now that's a great way to introduce all of your characters at once for your pilot. Just visit a hotel, then everyone just happens to be coincidentally staying there, and then you do a musical number. You know, that's what they should do. Instead of that stupid like bit with the violin, like that bit that bit was a waste of time. Didn't you intro, it introduced one character and very poorly because the rest of his is sorry, he's nothing like that. They should have done yeah. like for and you know what else? I'm sorry. It's the 1920s. Why are you going to have a boring violin sonata? Did you do a fucking like a bunch of Charleston or like ragtime shit? That's what people want to hear. That's the good stuff. You know? Yeah. Isn't, isn't half the reason that people came here is because they're into electro swing or whatever? Yeah. Give us some electro swing. Yeah. What, do you think that we're not going to watch after that part? Yeah, people love electro swing. I would watch it to be like, hey, what if they just do? This, this, everyone's doing the, everyone's coming out. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah, I'll, I'll watch this. This is good. Well, I want the whole the big musical number where they introduce everyone and they should be dancing. Anyway, you're welcome, Tracy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> we just fixed your comic. Your we just yeah. fixed your incredibly successful comic. <laughs> well, thankfully, the comic doesn't start with the with the poem. I don't think. Oh, I mean, does it? I don't know. I don't know. It starts with an introduction to the world, which actually is that it's it's talking about the uh, about about the era of prohibition. So, uh, uh, oh, does it explain why they're cats? Uh, uh, no, it does not explain why they're cats. Her explanation uh, for why they're cats is that uh, it's easier to uh, show. It's it's easier to demonstrate uh, emotions with cats because on on paper because of their ears and tail. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I mean that makes sense. I mean, you know that's what I a... don't like about these cats? Mm-hmm. I don't like how their front teeth move with their lips. Oh yeah. Did you notice that they have these flat, flat human teeth, but then they have these canines that are normally spaced under the eye. But when they give a big smile, the teeth move with the cheeks and it's really unnerving. It's like, are you growing more teeth? What happened? Yeah. I mean, I guess they're kind of, well, you know, I guess you could argue that like the, the usual thing in furry stuff like this is like, are they actually cats or is it symbolic, you know, in hmm. the same sense that when you watch an anime and things become SD, they're not actually becoming tiny and everything. That's all symbolic, you know, of an emotional state. So, yeah, if the furry, yeah, if the cat thing but, is actually symbolic, then the moving key thing is like, all right, I guess that might be acceptable. But I don't know. So you think that all of this might not literally be happening? Maybe because like she did say she said they're only cats because she likes to draw the emotional things more, which I'm sorry. That's such a bullshit reason. That's not the reason at all. She's a furry. She should admit it. I mean, there's no shame in it. It's in 2023. We're over that whole thing about shitting on furries. It's fine. Come out of the closet. Just just come out, you know. Just just do it. Tracy Butler. Orangutan. I am going to, I'm sorry. I'm right here. It's like people saying like, you know, you shouldn't force someone to like say that they're furry before they're ready. It's been 20 years. Tracy Butler, admit it. Join us. Join us. It's bliss. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, uh, uh, Lack of Daisy cats. Is, uh, Lack of Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have, have, is that everything? Have we talked about the pilot <laughs> to exhaustion? Uh, well, it 
Well, that's that's the thing. There's one more thing I wanted to say about this pilot is that, yeah, it eats up three minutes with that poem at the beginning. And then at the end, as we're meeting all of these characters in the bar, then we we're then uh, Rocky is finally told, hey, bring your violin. We're going to light this place up. So they start to play a song and then it ends. We don't get to hear the song. I would I would have liked to have heard some, you know, actual like swing music, you know, performed for this. But I guess, you know, maybe they ran out of money. Maybe, you know, a spoken word poem over violin was the best they could do. I don't know. Man, I feel like, well, I guess I feel like this is a sort of project that like if if you were probably this is going to be like a flagship sort of product, because I feel like, um, you know, uh, Iron Circus is, you know, they're pretty big in the comic sphere. They absolutely are. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Lackadaisy Cats is like pretty big in the the comic sphere. So I feel like this would be a, you know, a big get for them that they would want to pour a lot of cashola into when they make their Mm -hmm. their series. Um, so I don't know if running out of money is going to be, you know, if, if the cutting corners is really a thing they do for this, I feel like if Mm. they're going to, any creative choices that are made in this are probably made because they're like, they think that's the best thing to do. Yeah. Eh, Probably. Oh yes. We didn't even talk about the animation, which is generally gorgeous. Yeah. Um, There are a couple of places where it gets a little kind of low on the frame rate, but otherwise there's a, this is a lot of stuff for your squash and stretch spank bank. Yes. There's a lot of that. And I, one thing that I think is very funny is that the characters, just like in the comic, occasionally you can still see the pencil guidelines underneath and at first I thought it was a mistake, but then I realized it was an intentional stylistic choice and I liked it better. Oh, yeah, it's actually kind of neat. Um, I think it's very especially I think it, it kind of gives it a, an old timey vibe, which is, yeah, um, you know, good for something set in the 20s. It really does feel like, you know, we couldn't we. We couldn't afford to, you know, spend all this time erasing the pencil. Just turn the contrast up on the Xerox real high. (laughs) Yep. Yep. But it's, um, yeah, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. It's, it's cute. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I definitely feel like, uh, that, there's something here, even if, uh, you know, even if I'm kind of shitting on it a lot. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, this, you know, we are definitely giving our honest opinion here. We are not trying to we're not trying to pull some kind of uh, angry video game nerd bullshit on you. No, there's you know, we want to talk about all the stuff that worked and all the stuff that didn't work. You know, but, uh, you know, if once again, though, it feels kind of. You know, I always feel a little churlish when we talk about these kind of things that are, you know, obviously this is a fan labor of love by on Iron Circus's part. But it's but it is also, you know, a an investment in maybe getting this off the ground, maybe getting Iron Circus as an animation concern off the ground. And and I am, you know, eagerly hoping for both of those things. But you know, I w- I do want to say that you know there are there are parts of this where I'm just like, what? <laughs> oh, it doesn't yeah. help that my mom was watching and she fell asleep. Oh, so she was not, she's not a fan. Yeah, she was. My mom. Yeah, my mom. She. W- I think the poem put her to sleep. <laughs> 
She said, uh, she said, you don't have to say on the podcast that your mother mother slept through it. And I was like, you know, I knew this was going to be a thing that she liked because you know what? She never, she never looked into it, but I'm pretty sure my mom's a closet furry. Oh, well, you know what? She, she, um, there, you know what? There is, it's never too late to come nope, out. It's never too late. Cause I do remember there was a time when I helped her put on like cat ears and tail for Halloween. And she said afterward, it just made me so happy when I saw my shadow and there were cat ears. It just made me want to go meow. Oh, that's, like, that oh. is adorable. Yes. <laughs> I for, think, you know, to, you, you know what? The, I think 60 year old. Yeah. We should, we should bring her to the next uh, further confusion. <laughs> that might be a little, uh, might be a little too too uh, heavy for her cuz you know in addition I'm also pretty sure she's pretty ace but oh okay well then in that case well <laughs> you know uh it's a big tent i'm sure that yeah, they it... can i'm sure that, that i'm sure that s- some people are okay with aces not me yeah. i i i am i am a racist against aces you might say that i'm acist <laughs> i'm <laughs> I, I think I think that they're weirdos. They should have their own schools and their own drinking fountains. Keep that ace out of my face. I'm joking right now. Please don't send us angry, angry things. Aces are actually OK in my book. I would say aces are ace. They're fine. They're, they're all good. It's all good. I'm sure your mom is lovely, too, even though she's ace. <laughs> that was wow. That was a excellent. That was a Judy Bloom quality walking back. <laughs> well you know i love going up to that precipice and uh just you know, like doing the thing where you you put your foot over and just go whoop and just spin around like a cartoon character like, <laughs> some uh, people can pull off the wily e. coyote walk for a couple of steps but yeah i am uh i am not getting canceled again I am not going to go through that again and i'm certainly and when it comes especially now when it comes to aces i'm not going to die on that hill uh-huh. Um, I get canceled because of my ace takes, like what every like two weeks. I feel like, really, yeah, you know. Well, it's mostly just like I love that get that ace out of my face line, so I will use any excuse to say it. And every time I do, like one ace person is like, "Hey, that's not nice," and I'm like, "Oh God, oh God, I need to delete immediately," you know. So it's <laughs> that's not, not like getting canceled. Ever... That's just getting called on your shit. Yeah, I know, but like. You know, like, but because, because I am such a monumentally good person, I, instead of doubling down and becoming like some sort of like uh, grievance culture, like anti-ace crusader, I do delete it and learn better for about a week. And then I do it again. Um, so, yeah. Um, this is much like the event when you had all of Scotland angry at you. Oh, why did I get Scotland? Oh, that's right. Because I made fun of the way they talk. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was a different language. I didn't know. It's, it happens, you know, There's a, yeah. there are languages that share a lot of words, but, and you, but you can make a, a good guess at what they're actually saying. If you know one language, but not the actual one you're listening to, it's kind of like, yeah. you know, Spanish and Italian. If you just kind of add to the end of every Spanish word, you can pretty much listen, understand Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, listen, I'm just saying this. So apparently scotch or or what is it what's the name of the language scots yes scots S-C-O-T-S, yeah apparently it's a different language it is a different language than english 
even though but the the the, the they'll if you read it it literally looks like someone is phonetically writing out how Uncle Scrooge talks. I'm sorry, oh, it does. So oh, I that's, said that's because so much of it has been, uh, you know, because they've been under English rule for so long, they literally forgot how they write their own language and had to re had to basically start it again from scratch. Yeah, but so people are on there writing in this, and I'm just like, okay, why does everyone in Scotland like? Right. I mean, I understand you talk that way, like with a Scottish accent. Why do you write out the accent? You know, that seems odd. That's like if well, I, yeah. you know, I just thought that was weird. If I were to write y'all, if I were to write you all with an apostrophe, Y-A-L-L, who does that? Yeah, I, I just it was just like weird. It was it felt like if like, I don't know, if like you're if you were, you know, if you're like German and you're like writing in English, but you write everything with a German accent. So you just replace all your W's with V's. It's like, why would you do that? That's kind of odd. So I thought it was a strange thing. You. I mean, I didn't, well, I'm just, I just thought it was an odd thing that Scottish people did. I didn't realize that was actually a different language. So yeah, I got a lot of people got mad at me about that. And I mean, yeah, fair. I was kind of being flippant about it. Um, but at the other hand, it's like that I'm okay. Just, you know, before you judge anyone, first ask yourself, have they been fucked over by the British? If the answer <laughs> is yes, then maybe you should just let, leave it at that. Yeah. Fair, fair. Um, I think what really the, the lesson take away from this is that like, I have been horribly wronged. Uh, and this is all about my feelings. Um, and everyone should feel bad for me. And tell me how good I am. And uh, that applies in all situations. If you want to tell Mike how, how good Mike is, go ahead and uh, follow us at uh, NoAlf Tonight on Twitter while Twitter lasts. That's right. Uh, wherever fine podcasts are, are, are sold. We predict uh, that it might not last until October, so uh, we'll find some other way to get it to you. Yeah, in that case, find us on... Uh, the Tumblr. internet, Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Tumblr's coming back in a big way. Um, yeah, we're all gonna be tumbling. They didn't bring again. the tits back, but we but we decided to ignore it because things got worse elsewhere. My God, what a world! What a world! Ugh. All right. Um. Well, maybe we'll be on Mastodon or something. We're all gonna be on yeah. getting your podcast Ugh. on Substack. Um. Fucking anyway, Mastodon. God. Oh, it's so, I hate it. It's so bad. <laughs> I just can't, I just cannot get used to Mastodon, you know, versus Twitter. There's just no, this is what, whatever made Twitter good. Mastodon does not have yet. And yeah, whatever made Twitter and whatever makes Twitter bad, it doesn't have enough of yet to chase me away yet. Not yet, but Elon's working we'll around the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, you know, you know, I know what we should do. We should start illegally bootlegging social media and running it to people through graves. Hey, yeah, there we go. That's the way to do it. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else or should we, is that, uh, is that it for lackadaisy? Um, I'll, I guess it would be a little lackadaisical to not send you off with a good send off, but, uh, let's, yeah, is there anything else to say about Lackadaisy? Is like, you know, 
good, you know, good first try. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to sound, you know, condescending, but I do sort of feel like I'm, like I'm telling somebody, great job, buddy. Can't wait to see how much better you do next time. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is like, look, we're often very like, you know, we're often very enthusiastic about things like the Kathy special or, yeah. you know, um, uh, Marvin baby. I can imagine if, you're, well, you if you've heard us, you know, enthusiastic about something terrible from 1989 and you hear us being really iffy about this thing that you put three years of your life into, I can understand if you're mad at us. I well, would be I, too. Yeah. But part of it is, I mean, like, look, for a 1980s made-for-TV comic special, the bar is really, really low because we know yes. those are not very going to be very good. So when we those when those kind of impress us small ways, we're like, yeah, this is great, we like this. Yeah. This one, I think, the reason we're being so churlish is, look, this is obviously a production that like a lot of time and effort has gone into, a lot of money. There's a lot writing on it because, and it's made now, so it's you know it's it's a big thing. And so we are holding it to a much higher standard. And yeah. the fact that we're not like super blown away by it is more a reflection of, I think, how good we were hoping it to be rather than yes. a reflection of how how not good it is. Because it's fine. It's it's got a lot yeah, we're, to like. With with Kathy, we were amazed by how little we disliked it. With this, we're kind of disappointed with, you know, we could have liked it a lot more. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, uh, we'll see when the actual series comes out. Maybe we'll uh, revisit it and uh, yeah. we'll see if we can make a furry of you yet, Ethan. Yeah, there's well, I mean, you know, well, what, what animal should I be? I guess I have to be one of the three, right? Right. Well, do you, would you rather be a dog, a cat or a fox? I guess a cat. OK, good choice. You could you could have make a lackadaisy cat's OC. Okay. All right. My lackadaisy cat's OC is uh, uh, a uh, oh oh some uh, somebody from the Tennessee Valley Authority who is planning to flood anywhere he goes. Oh, <laughs> nice. Actually, uh, I like that. I like that you're basically going to be crazy, Harry. Yes. Cra crazy Harry in cat form. Yes. Yeah. Cra no, cr crazy furry. Ooh. <laughs> well, I crazy furry plays with electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to uh, to this uh, fan adaptation of Lackadaisy Cats. Um, <laughs> well, this the thing is, what we watched was a fan ad adaptation, too. It just happened to be also the official one. Oh, yeah, that is true. That is true. Well, um, nobody involved wasn't a fan, I'm sure. I can't, you know, can you imagine if you were working on this? You're like, draw more of the fucking cats again. I hate this strip. I wish I were, I wish I were drawing Jack. <laughs> I imagine someone working on like Daisy was just like, oh, these fucking cats. Oh. <laughs> wish I was working on uh, back on Dilbert. Bunch of furry weeb shit. <laughs> God, imagine being someone in 2023 who's like, "Oh, furry bullshit! I hate it." Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post this on something awful. I'm so mad. Uh, well, what uh, happened to this something awful guy? I haven't seen him in a long time. Oh, it's like, oops. Yeah, he, uh, uh, 
he he um yeah he had a run in with some of those uh some of those uh bootleg runners and uh, yeah it's like it's like oh well i do still still think as mean it as it is it is it is extremely funny that he's the only guy that i ever seen where he died and every single person was like yeah fuck that guy <laughs> that guy sucked like literally everyone everyone from his website all his friends all his co-workers the entire internet everyone was just like yeah fuck him <laughs> he sucked i've never seen that happen like like literal like genocidal dictators die and there'll be some contrarian who's like well you know we had good uh, good qualities but like low tax is the one person where everyone is like nope <laughs> Well, Piece of shit. I mean, well, they knew it was a noble thing he did, that he was going to become an hero. <laughs> oh, my God. Classic. Uh, this brings me back to the to the salad days of yesteryear. Oh, when we were young. So young, man. Um, uh, uh, there's, you know what? He was the man for the time and there'll never be another low tax. Not as much as Elon Musk wishes he was, but God. He's getting there. Let's hope he, yeah, let's hope he speed runs low tax. I mean, he is at this point trying to institute the five dollars to post on the internet thing, you know. Or was it five dollars or was it ten dollars? How much did low tax charge? Uh yeah, it was ten dollars. Ten dollars. Oh my god, he's charging less than low tax, because he's charging eight dollars. Oh, wow. oh my god, can you believe that? Less than low tax. Oh my God, well, Elon! He's fighting inflation. Is all I can say. <laughs> well, I guess it's eight dollars a month. The low tax it was ten dollars for permanent. Mm. So I, I guess Elon is probably making more. But there's a big difference because you know, as as shitty as uh, as low tax and something awful were, the comedy that those people who paid ten dollars to post on the internet, some of it was actually pretty good some there were some pretty yep. funny things that were said i do not think yep. a single person who pays elon musk eight dollars to post online has a funny bone in their body they're all very mm. very tedious people um like elon he's not very funny <laughs> i know he Whoa. wishes to be funny he wishes he was funny he's not funny he is funny looking he's a very funny looking man what is up with that guy's face i don't want to yeah, i don't want to i mean not he to literally looks like here. A, here yeah, he literally looks like he was created by an AI thing. Yeah, he's so weird looking. I I assume that it's like South African inbreeding, you know? Cuz like it's like, oh, South Africa, where it's like, okay, we're we 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 hate black people, so we have to keep our genetics within this like pool of like 12 Dutch colonials and um yeah, after like 200 years, y'all look like, I don't know, I don't know what he looks like. He looks like a face-off guy. Uh, just weird. He looks like I don't know. He's just got a weird mouth. Just a weird so mouth. So how will we draw him a hundred years in the future when we're doing the future lackadaisy about the uh, social media implosion? Will he uh, still be a cat? Yeah, one of those fucked up like cats with the flat faces. Oh yeah, he'll be an American peak face. There you uh, go. Yeah, a punch yeah, face cat. Yeah. Yeah, the Elon. The, there the, you go. Elon yeah, where Musky. the uh, the forehead and jaw come out further than the nose. Yeah, yeah, man. Anyway, um, I, <laughs> you know what, I, 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 I have apologized to the the Scots and to the Aces. I will never apologize to South Africans. Fuck those guys. 
they they've got a long way to go. Yeah. It's I like mean, I'm sorry. They gave us Elon Musk and they gave us Flintheart Glomgold, you know? Fuck them. You know, when I was a kid, we had a South African kid in my class. And um boy, um we gave him a lot of shit. A lot of shit. Cause, you know, what was we, he ever like uh, apartheid was good actually? Uh no, not to me at least. He was pretty normal, but we were all like literally every time we came in, we were like, Hey, hey Francois, you enslaved any black people today? Have you uh <laughs> discriminated against any black people? I hear that you hate black people down there in South Africa. We had a lot of fun doing those these jokes. Cause, you know, and as cause because uh this was at a school uh, a German-American school, right? Because as you know, Germans and Americans, never racist. Never racist. No. Very accepting peoples. Not like those South Africans. Anyway. Yes. Um, I'll, bet if he, I'll bet if he ever got tired of it, he could have said, how many black friends do you have? And I would have said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I am aware of the existence of black friends. <laughs> uh, no, actually, uh, at the time, uh, I do not think I knew any black people, um, at that, in, in at, a German American school. I guess I can see that. I can see how, you know, the children of the children of enlisted, uh, black officers in the United States military might be hesitant to go to Germany. Maybe they, I will say that like, um, uh, I don't remember, well, you know what I, I get, this was like, you know, this wasn't like. A long time ago i really don't remember the racial demographics of this school anymore i don't remember there being any black students but you know that could just be my my memory whitewashing everything and you know assuming everyone was white um i did afterwards go to an international school which had a much more rainbow coalition of students um oh but that was not was that a german school that was a um it was international school ghana so it was a it was a British-founded international school in Ghana. That's right. So we did have, we did, I did have some black friends there. Yes, but Not I don't necessarily African Americans. No, actual African kids. Yes. Um, I African I probably African. should not act like this is a great like thing that I did. Like, oh yeah, I had some like black friends. Y yeah, I went to a school that was all blacks. So of course, I had some black friends there. You know, it's not it's not like it was because I was like, I'm going to seek them out and be like, really show show how accepting I am. Well, maybe it is better. That's kind of weird. Yeah, don't to like do specifically... that. Black people can smell that. I've tried yeah, I was going to say that that would be a little weird, I think. A little patronizing. So maybe it was good. I just happened to be friends with whoever was there. You know, yes. um, I think I'm going to have like someone who remembers me from international school. Ghana is going to like call me out and be like, no, I remember you, you piece of shit. Um, <laughs> um, and that's but, why you stay off Facebook. Yes, I had like I believe I was the only American actually at that school at the time. Oh, really? Um, so they were, were they all like, "Ooh, an American? Do you go to Hollywood often? How many movie stars do you know?" The main thing I remember is people would ask me where I was from, and I'd say America, and they say North or South, and I'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Obviously North, and they'd be like, "Yeah, America, yeah. Canada." I'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Obviously the U.S. Which, the America, the country. What other countries have the word America in the name? Yeah, I mean, I just kind of figured when you say. I mean, America, if I asked you what you were, would you? If I asked you where you were from, would you say Europe? 
yeah that that was just the strangest thing to me but apparently like apparently that is a thing where like they they expect you to specify that you're where on the continent you're from um but anyway yeah but uh that was it was that was life in international school um there were some europeans there i know so so there were there, well i wasn't the only white kid there were a couple others but um i believe they were from belgium mm. anyway so that's... you could talk about the smurfs with them oh yeah yeah they were big fans of Asterix. i remember oh yeah Everyone, Everyone was. in other Every countries is a there. big fan of Asterix, except for yeah. America. Oh, yeah. We we hear we're the only country that's like fucking Asterix. Get out. Get that shit out of here. No Tintin <laughs> either. We don't want that here. <laughs> don't bring the soccer here. We're doing our own thing. No metric system. <laughs> anyway, no, that's, the, that's, the, that's the single best thing about Harry Potter is that Americans have no patience for Quidditch and we made up our own broom sport. Oh, that's right. Aren't we doing it? It's quad ball now. Yeah, quad pot, the game where you have to uh, get a ball into a cauldron before it explodes. And that makes sense. It's got rules. That does sound a lot better. I, I remember reading that like J.K. Rowling was like really mad about having to watch a sports game. So she like intentionally made a, a game that doesn't make sense. <laughs> she but, said it makes men, men mad. And that was kind of my point. I mean, that I feel that also kind of give, maybe giving her too much credit because um, I don't know. I don't know. She does write about the fact is she does write about sport a lot in those books. Yeah. So so she really yeah, she really played herself. But, uh, you know, she's not the brightest bolt out there. No, because that's the thing. If I hated sport, which I do, and I was going to write a book, I wouldn't make sport be a big part of it. You know, mm -mm. I, I just wouldn't. Um, I don't think I mean, I think she kind of was doing this thing. She's like, boys, they like sports. They like sports. So there's going to be sports in my book. Boys and sports. They love it. But I don't know. I remember when I was in fourth grade, the going on a tangent about something. Wow. We finished talking about Lax Daisy. Now it's just now it's just open hour. on like old story <laughs> story time. Well, it's, I yeah. remember fourth grade. My teacher, she there was an argument in the class and my teacher said, uh, to assuage me between the, it was a battle of the sexes where the girls and the boys were fighting over who was better. And in order to assuage everyone, the teacher said, girls are smarter, but boys are better at sports. And I remember being livid at this. I was like, what do you fucking yeah. mean? How dare I you? How dare you? That is not true. It is a hundred percent. Not true. <laughs> fucking better at sports. What kind of consolation prize is that? Anyway, but this yeah, was the 80s. Yeah, sports when... are made up. Intelligence is not. Yeah. This this was the 80s, though, when like, you know, I don't know. I mean, and Ethan, you may have gotten the same feeling back in being a kid in the 80s. When if you're a boy, the only thing you're you're supposed to like is sports. That's like your, the thing that boys do, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Sports or horror movies. And I wasn't into those either. So, I, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Horror movies, uh, I've gotten into those, but I wasn't into them when I was a kid. I remember that no, just being no. like, yeah, it was like, it was just weird. It was a weird time. Nowadays, you know, yeah, boys are allowed to be into lots my, of things. Yeah, my other friends who are also eight years old were talking about, yeah, I saw Nightmare on Old Street 1, 2, and 3. I was like, what? Who took you to them? My parents. Yeah, I was like, what? It was a different time. Were they arrested? <laughs> Man, can you, you couldn't do that nowadays. 
first of all, no. they aren't the nightmares on Elm Street isn't even in the theaters anymore. So literally, you couldn't <laughs> do it nowadays. Um, secondly, I mean, like, God, do they even still Nobody have goes movie to the movies theaters? in the theater anymore? Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. I just saw Super Mario Brothers. Oh, how was it? Uh, it's good. It's it's not the you know it's not going to. Uh, make you you know change your life or anything but uh it's it brings what you like about the game to the movie so you know i guess you could just watch someone playing the game but this is better okay that's cool um i guess we'll see have to see how it compares to the bob hoskins movie i mean it's not the incredible like you know that what they were reaching for something they reached for the golden ring and fell and broke their shoulder <laughs> but <laughs> With this, they didn't reach, and they did a successful carousel run. So nice. You know, it's it's better than it's it's better than any of the Minions movies. I think I haven't actually seen the Minions movies. Well, but, um, you know, this is the only thing Illumination has done that really appealed to me so far. So right, oh, well, sing! That's... that's a furry thing, right? Oh, How many yes. You know, are into sing. My yes, that's right. My uh, Orlina was a big fan of sing. Oh. I think she liked the sheep character. Hmm. I didn't know there was a sheep character. Yeah, I think there's a sheep in it. It's been a while. I haven't seen Sing recently. Um, Is there anything about Sing that uh, plays on them being different animals? Like, there's like, I'm sorry, elephants don't sing tenor. They only sing bass. Not really. It's kind of a weird movie because they're like, um, it's like, we're going to have a contest to find who's good at singing. And then they're like, you, th you four are good. So you're going to be on the show. And then the rest of the movie's about that. And it's like, shouldn't the movie have been about the contest? I mean, I feel like that was the thing. The contest yeah. was the big huh. thing. Um, so anyway, Illumination, maybe you should have put that, you know, maybe you should have gone through a rewrite. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it was big enough. They got a sequel. So who, what do I know? Um, yeah. Anyway, um, Lack of Daisy Cats. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs>